terms that I'll use is a term called selfing. Yeah? Now that when selfing is used, what I I am attempting to imply is there's a mental process that produces the sense of self. Yeah? You didn't you weren't born with a sense of self. You sort of had to grow into it. So the mind, the brain had to get it strong enough or build enough to a point where this one aspect, one mental process was uh, able to take off, which is I we call selfing. Now, selfing can never produce a self. It can only appear to be a self, yes? So when one is listening, not hearing, because hearing is conscious contact, listening is a little different. When one is listening to the mental process, what you would call your narrator or that voice in your head, that, I would say, is selfing. And usually when you are listening to selfing, there's a feeling of a you that's listening to it, yeah? And that you refers or implies or vaguely points at a body, being a body. So the sense of a you that you feel to be the one that's doing the listening or doing the thinking or having the feeling is a you. Now that feeling of being you is produced by the selfing. So the selfing goes on and it's sort of like K-Paul. It's like a radio station that's like, it's like a, a faux news station, yeah? Mostly propaganda, very biased, all about you. Yeah? From <laughs> and as it's going on, there's listening to it. There's hearing it, which is consciousness. And then there's listening to it. The listening is when the mental process claims to be the one that's listening to it or hearing it. Yes? Now it's I'm listening to it. That feeling of being a you is produced by the selfing. But the feeling feels like you were there before the production occurs. Yeah? In other words, it feels like you're doing it or it's being done to you. But in, in a sense, that feeling is at the end of the selfing. It's not prior to the selfing. Yeah? It's produced by the selfing. And if you didn't have a thought system, there would, no, there would be no sense of being a self. If there wasn't a thought system that was reinforcing that idea constantly, because it has to constantly has to constantly reinforce something that isn't so. Because if it isn't so, if it's not reinforced, it'll be seen not to be so. Yes? Because in fact it isn't so. So it has to be constantly reinforced. That's why you never just obsess to a certain point and then that's self. There's always obsession with self, yeah? It's an ongoing activity of mind. You, you, it seems like your interest and attention is constantly wedded to any thought or any feeling or any situation that refers to you. Yeah? And you can have an immunity about anything that refers to someone else. Yeah? You could give a shit, basically. Yeah? It's the interest, it's that attention that weds you to the idea of being the self. That interest and attention gets captured by the self thing. And that's all it is. If you can see that possibly you may not be that idea of being a self, then your interest and attention will, be, will lose interest and attention in that and will gain interest, like we say, in recovery in others. Yeah? So what I found, very simply explained, if another girl, if a woman sitting in this other room that I'm interested in and I'd like to go out with her, let's say, and I'm supposed to be doing a talk, but I'm really, my interest is basically into 
listening to what she has to say because I'm hoping she says something about me. Like, I like that guy, Paul, or something, yeah? Which will be my little in to ask her out, let's say. So my interest is really going there, even though I'm supposed to be doing something here. I can't seem to draw my interest away because it means a lot to me if I get to see this lady. All right? Now someone comes up and throws a book on the table, says, how to lose interest in conversations in other rooms. I page through it, but still it doesn't help, yeah? Because my mind is keenly interested in that. What happens if I hear a starts talking and she's talking about Matt and my name is Paul? What happens? I lose interest immediately, don't I? It's not about me. I lose interest in it. My interest, I don't have to take a workshop of how to lose interest. I don't have to go on a retreat to pull my interest (laughs) away from that. All I have to do is realize it's not about me and the interest just boomerangs back. Just like that. Just like that. That's exactly what happens with selfing. If you lose interest in the idea of being a self, if that self that's being produced, you have it a, a feeling it may not be you, your interest and attention is, gets lost. It doesn't in, it's not interested in that anymore. And then it seeks its own solution. Yeah? It finds a place to rest that's more like it, which is no thingness. Interest and attention isn't being done by a body. It's moving through this body. Yeah? Interest and attention is from no thingness. So when it's relieved from this bondage to this idea of being a thing, this body, it returns to the source of what it truly is, which is no thing. Yeah? And now it pays attention to the no thingness in life. And what happens is, when that starts occurring, you travel lighter as the seeming thing. Yeah? All that interest and attention is what's, is what's really weighing you down when it's removed from that object of fixation and put into a sense of its own nature, which is no thingness, this does better. Yeah? This travels a lot lighter. And then that light, that traveling light, stabilizes, and instead of an experience, that's how it is. Yeah? You have experiences within it, but the basic state is relaxation and ease and comfort. A recognition that this is now, and there and then don't exist in a sense. Yeah? which is where the mind in selfing lives. It lives in time. In selfing, the mind in selfing has no value here except to use here to think about there and then. Because there and then, you appear. Because the only way you can think about you in the past is as a body. When you and I go in the past with thought, how does the thought present us as a body? And when we're worrying about you, in the future, how is that you presented by the thought system as a body? Yeah? So the body takes this idea, this identification, the mind takes this identification as a body, it uses it as a fixed object that it can obsess over anywhere else at any other time. That's what it does. So here is just its, its opportunity to think about there and then. That's all it sees here for. And if you believe you're here, I'm telling you, you're in a mental here, which is not here. It's a there and then. Yeah? Every thought is, is coming from the past, and it's just speculating the same situation in the future. That's all it's doing. Yeah? You've never had a new thought. They're all rethinking, refeeling, rehashing. It just goes on and on and on. It's like running in the same track, and every few laps they change the scenery, so it looks different. Yeah? So instead of your girlfriend being Susan, it's now Mary, so you think it's all different. Instead of living in Toronto, it's New York City, so it's all different. 
Yeah? But it's the same old, same old. Laugh after laugh after laugh after laugh after laugh. And it's all about you. you know? It's called the bondage of self. So, and it is a bondage. For what we are to take ourselves to be a body is a bondage. Yeah? It cannot actually be so. So the truth about the bondage is it doesn't exist. But you don't know that until you're in the solution. And when you're in the solution, you realize the problem is imaginary. That the bondage only appeared to be bondage. You have never not been free. And really, that's that, actually. There are absolutes. And when the mind rests on an absolute, it echoes constantly. You're onto something, yeah? When there's a sense that you are not a self, there's a very strong sense that comes over that you never were a self. Yeah? And that you never could possibly ever be a self. That's freedom from the bondage of self. Yeah? And in that freedom, you know the problem by the solution. The effects of the problem recedes, and now you know it's its sense of causation because the effects left. Yeah, so you know it by the solution, and the solution is that the problem's imaginary, and the best way to get out of something is to realize you've never been in it. Any other form of getting out takes time. That form of getting out, the realization you were never in, never take doesn't take one second. It doesn't. The realization, the best way to get out is to see that you were never in. Yeah? What would you need to do if something that wasn't actually happening seemed to be driving you crazy? What would you need to do? If you recognize it wasn't happening, what more would you need to do? If I was sitting here, yet my head is obsessing over something else in the future... And that is producing an effect here in the body, like I'm contracting and I'm worried and nervous. And yet no one else is picking up this contagion because it's not happening to them. It's only happening in my own little porno theater up here. Yeah. Then what would be my solution to that? <coughs> Understanding it or just recognize that it's not happening? Stop thinking about it. Hmm? You can't stop thinking about it, can you? If you could have stopped thinking about it, you, you would have used that solution a long time ago. That's also thinking about Realizing it's not happening. Yeah. What more do you need to do? Exactly. <laughs> when you realize what's not happening, there's a pause. That pause is it. That's it. That is the solution. That pause... That pause of mind is eternal. That pause. Yeah? If you've listened to people share, especially at these meetings, they'll describe how wonderful they like the message and everything, and then they use the word but, and then the world starts. <laughs> then they say, but, da 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 Yes? Yeah? Before, all right, talk about how wonderful this is, and instead of that but, maybe allow it just to be a pause. And at that moment, you have a beautiful free sample of what it's like, yeah? You have an infinite 
moment in what it looks like a linear bit of moment, yeah, a pause. But that pause can change your whole life. In that little pause, there's an infinite amount of possibility shows up. So this thing we were talking about today at this interview, when this is identified as a self, this becomes a subject, yes? And everything else is an object to it. So in this point, let's say there's conscious contact moving through this body. So they're seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. Consciousness is in contact through these gates of the senses. Seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. And in Buddhism, they call the mind the sixth sense. And let's say thoughts are like a bird that your eye would see. The mind sees thoughts. But let's just see the five gates. So there we are. This is conscious contact. That's why there's life. Consciousness is in contact through this object. Let's say this is sort of like a camera. yeah. And then light comes into the camera. And then the the light disperses the light and differentiates it and then we see things. Yeah? But consciousness comes in and has to go through this to see itself as objects. Yeah? Let's say. So consciousness is in contact. Now the mental process arises and says, I'm the one who's in contact, doesn't it? So like Buddha said, when you see, see, when you hear, hear, when you feel, feel, when you taste, taste, when you touch, touch. But our experience usually is when touching happens, I'm the toucher. Yeah. When seeing happens, I'm the seer. When feeling happens, I'm the feeler. When tasting happens, I'm the taster. It's quite different than when you see, see. When you hear, hear. When you feel, feel. When you taste, taste. When you touch, touch. That's conscious contact. The mental interpretation of that is when seeing is noted, I'm the seer. Yeah? When hearing is happening, I'm the hearer. When feeling is going on, I'm the feeler. I'm meaning this, yes? So here in this room, we're all sitting here, and my experience is I'm seeing you. Yeah? Giselle, I'm seeing you. I'm seeing Marie. Yes? So and the same experience is happening where you're sitting. But in this case, Paul's a you. Right? I coming from there, sees you, this, yeah? So let's say, in my experience, all of you are yous. If there's only 20 of you, you're still all yous. If there's 800 of you, there's all, you're all yous. If there's 8 billion of you, there's still all yous, yeah? The experience I would have, no matter how few or many yous there was, would be the same one. I am seeing you, yes? So there's the I, I would say that's consciousness, seeing an object that the mental process calls you. Yeah? Now, in this experience of where you are at, it's I there seeing this, which is a you, isn't it? And if I got 800 people, I'd be a you, to every one of them. If I got 8 billion people in here, I'd be a you, yes? If everyone voted, all right, I'm going to ask very objectively, what are you seeing right now? They'd all yell in unison, you! Yeah? All right, so what happens? So the eye is what's seeing, and it's seeing thousands and millions of yous. Yes? 
what ha- how, how does this happen? So there's the recognition of I, and I ask myself, who is it that's seeing? Yeah? And I say, it's me. All right, what happened there? There's the I, which I would say is what's seeing. But then the mental process claims it and says, well, who is this I? And it says, it's me. Now, what's the me? But an identified you, isn't it? In other words, in your experience, you have a cleaner experience of what this is than I do. You're calling it a you, which is very obvious. But when I ask what it is, I say it's me. And in this millions of views, there's only one me. And there's never going to be more than one me. No matter how many yous I run into, it's always going to be me that's running into them. Yeah? What is that move? There's the awareness, consciousness, the I, the mental process, checks it out, claims it, and calls it me. And what, it, what it's calling me is just an identified you, isn't it? This you is the only one this mind is identified with, and it calls it me. It's not identified with all these other yous, and it calls it you. But in this case, it's identified with this you, and it calls it 